from a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. New York Times bestselling author Tim Dorsey will be speaking and signing books at the Bexley Library on March 1st for Coconut Cowboy, the 19th novel in his Surge Storm serial killer series. He has written for a number of publications, including being a journalist for several newspapers before leaving to write this serial killer series. So welcome to Craft, Tim Dorsey. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, the 19th serial killer uh, novel, you uh, have to be thinking a lot of times about how to kill people. So tell me about that as you go around the country. <laughs> That's the last thing I even thought of because uh, people have latched onto that part of it. And uh, in the books, uh, the, the serial killer actually correctly is offended when he's called a serial killer because he says, actually, I'm a sequential killer. Uh, <laughs> explains that serial killers are sick and compulsive and they just want to keep on killing because I never intend to kill anybody but uh, these jerks just keep crossing my path and I try to teach them manners but they, they won't listen to reason mm-hmm. so, so and yeah and he never phones in you know a murder he never just you know stabs or shoots somebody it's always it's some Rube Goldberg contraption that is uh, that is fitting either for the crime or has some theme to do with Florida or the location where it is. So, uh, so yeah, that is a challenge because I, I just kind of did that as a lark when I was writing the first couple books and, uh, and people latched onto it. And, uh, and so now they, they kind of expect it. I, I really like your description of it as he doesn't phone it in. He means each of these. It's not uh, something that uh, is, is quick. Um, it takes some planning and some, and some thought. That's a nice description of a sequential killer. Yes, and it's uh, yeah. They're always he draws upon his uh, his memories of science experiments as a kid uh, to kind of come up with uh, you know how to how to rig different he, readers. Kind of told me he reminds them kind of like the MacGyver of death. Or something. <laughs> he's able to like he's able to, like pull together you know various things that that, that are at hand. Uh, and, and kind of uh, put them together in some kind of a imagination. All right. So the, a lot of the books are, are set um, in Florida. You're uh, headquartered in Florida. Um, tell me about sort of the inspiration of Florida, because at least in sorry, a northern state like Ohio, we sometimes might unfairly think of Florida as a little bit crazy, a little bit zany, Dave Barry kind of territory where anything goes. Um, now that's not unfair at all. That's spot on. And it's, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it, it may only be unfair if you don't go far enough in thinking how strange it is down here. Cause, um, that's, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of questions like, well, you're going to run out of Florida material and it's like, uh, and have to move it out of state or something like that. And it's, uh, every, if you just watch the newspaper. It's, I, you keep thinking it can't get weirder and it just continues to get stranger and with a greater frequency. I mean, in my, um, whenever anything strange happens in Florida, readers tag it to my Facebook page. So like every weird news story, I've got like five or six tags and, and I just, I don't even need a newspaper anymore, frankly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, there was uh, the, the one that's really getting, I'm getting tagged a lot in is, I don't, I don't even know why, but uh, uh, you know, about the Wendy's drive through down here. I haven't heard this one, no. Uh, a guy threw an alligator through the drive-thru window, and he got arrested for assault. 
he threw it through the window? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't a gigantic alligator, but I mean, like a three-foot alligator will bite you pretty badly. Yeah, he just pulled up and threw an alligator through the window. I guess he was mad about something. <laughs> I like the fact that in Florida, there's a, there's a sense of, I guess he was mad about something. You know, not like uh, uh, in other places you would just assume uh, strongly, uh, but maybe he wasn't. Maybe that was just his greeting in Florida. May I take your order? Yes, take my alligator. I mean, he Definitely, you know, when people, I mean, it could have been expressionistic art, you know, they found like a baby grand piano on a sandbar in Key Biscayne, uh, and, uh, I mean, Biscayne Bay, and, and I knew right away what it was, and everybody was like, what's the deal? And it turned out the guy was like a fan of Salvador Dali, and it was surrealistic art. <laughs> it, was the, it was the mystery of the baby grand piano on a sandbar in the middle of the bay. Okay. <laughs> So you've also uh, branched out in some other really interesting ways that may be connected to this Florida vibe. You've got um, three different hot sauces for uh, your character, Surgeon Coleman, uh, because Harry's Hot Sauce approached you for the event. Tell me about, you know, being an author and saying, you know what I want? I want to brand my own hot sauce. It's it, well, it, it all started. It, it's, it's really weird, but it, it all started when I uh, I made some promotional T-shirts for a book convention of booksellers, so they get the T-shirt with the uh, you know the book covers on the front and back, and um, and some of them were wearing at the Miami Book Fair, and readers started coming up to me wanting to buy them, and I go, well, they're just promotional or whatever, and it goes, no, we'll pay for them. So so I just put them up on my website and they started selling, and then another thing is readers started sending me photographs of tattoos they had gotten from, you know, you know, elements of the book cover or there's certain symbols that Surge has. And so now I have like all these tattoos on there and I'm like, you know, there might be a market for, for Surgeon Coleman merchandise. And so, so the t-shirts were selling the ones that were left over from the book convention. So then I came out with another t-shirt and I, I mean, everything I, I did, it sold. I came out with a hat now I have like seven hats. They're all selling. I have all these different shirts. They're all selling. I have a flask. <laughs> a flask. They're selling. And then, um, and then this company came up to me uh, at a book signing. Said, you know, they called me and said, "We make some sample bottles. We'll just give you a case for free. You can just see what it does." And um, so I said, "Sure, why not?" And uh, you know, I was really busy doing my thing. And they said, "Can we can we put them out on the table for you?" And, and I'm like, "Sure, go ahead." Because I was just I was busy signing books and everything, and people just started grabbing the hot sauce like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, okay, now I'm in the hot sauce business. Mm-hmm. You know, what Faulkner didn't have this. You know, yeah, it, it's to his detriment, I think, that he failed to exploit the hot sauce market. What were the differences between them? How did you end up with three? Uh, they just said, here's a bunch of different concoctions, and they're <laughs> like based on. I mean, a case, for example. That's going to take a long time for most people to go through a case or even a bottle of hot sauce. Right. Well, um, they, they gave me one type of hot sauce and just like, just like everything else, um, you know, if, if you only have one hat, go and buy one hat. And so I just kept adding hats and I kept selling. So, <laughs> so as soon as, no, so as soon as the first bottle, uh, as soon as they put that first case out and it just flew, <laughs> I'm serious. I know, I know. This is this is literature. Um, I saw. So I saw. So I added another type, and then I added another type. So I'm up to three now. And people will literally at my uh, book events, they'll walk up and they'll just grab one of each. You mm-hmm. know, literally. 
Okay. And uh, along with other stuff. Plus, I sign each bottle. I actually take the effort, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, That's got to be a lot of fun sitting around at night signing bottles of hot sauce. Uh, usually or, what I do is I usually what I do is I have like a football game on and I'm standing like behind the bar with all these bottles on top and I just like you know just sign them while I'm watching like it's a sporting event. I, I like to but, imagine uh, someone looking at you from the other side of the glass in Florida thinking that's an appropriate Florida activity. You just sign in hot sauce bottles while you're watching football. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 I could be out throwing alligators around, so yeah, I that's true. this is probably. Probably going to be more beneficial. (laughs) So you also, uh, once a year, uh, or maybe a couple times a year, you do a what's called an old school book tour. And you just drive around uh, to various places like uh, the Bexley Library, where you'll be on March 1st, and meet your fans that way, as opposed to, say, you know, um, being on a a really high-cost tour i i take it you take yourself around and uh go to the places that seem interesting yeah well what happened is um early on with the book tours you know i was there i didn't know anything it was my it was my i was new to the world and so they gave me the regular book tour and of course i wanted to have more cities because i want to grow my career i was just at the beginning and so I made him a proposal because I said, you know, this is, I'm not worth this yet, you know, but um, I said, I want more cities. I said, let me pick the hotels and, and uh, we'll eat in restaurants and get rid of these drivers that are costing, you know, fortune each day and, uh, and I'll just do it myself. And, uh, and so they said, sure, let's give it a go. And uh, we, we've never looked back. Uh, I mean, I, I had, I think my biggest of book tour I think I had 76 stops and they, they didn't care because I was going so cheap. It wasn't, I mean, that, that was probably a cheaper tour than somebody that does 15 stops. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular, uh, do you have standards like, um, you know, if you think that Surgeon Coleman wouldn't stay in a hotel, you don't stay in that, that hotel, or do you, you know, gravitate towards something that you might be able to find more material for a book? I, uh, I stay in Motel Six a lot, and, and I'm, I'm dead serious about that. I mean, you know, you got you got a consistency of quality. Uh, you're in and out of the room real easily, and my publisher uh, both uh, loves it and is amused by it. Mm-hmm. So okay. I do that. Um, like I like I was telling you before, I, you know, <laughs> I I grab stuff from Seven Eleven or a supermarket and eat in the room because I mean. <laughs> <laughs> The tour so literally, no, literally the tour so busy. Uh, that's I got stuff to do on my you know on my iPad in the room, so I just grab something, you know, go to the mm-hmm. room, uh, and uh, again they get the receipts and they're thrilled and amused again. Right. <laughs> so. You know, uh, I feel a certain amount of uh, solidarity with you when I used to travel as a grad student and had no money. We would hit town, go to the grocery store, buy uh, uh, one of those coolers, uh, the f- the foam coolers, and fill it up with, uh, you know, processed meat um, and bread and things like that, and then get ice at the hotel. And that was how uh, I went to most conferences. So I feel, you know, I understand this mode of travel, and uh, it, it has my, my stamp of approval on it you, you, you literally nailed it just then because that's what i did i mean you know some places some places i might have like a mini fridge in the room or something and so you know i don't need the cooler but i will get 
you know, uh, I'll get staples that you just you know, make your food. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a delicious uh, way to travel around um, from city to city, from one uh, low cost processed meat form to another is uh, really uh, fantastic. Um, what is the uh, what's on in this book? Tell me just a little bit about uh, Coconut Cowboy and something that you got to do that was different for this book than for some of the others that um, stands out in your mind after having written it. Well, I, I I always take the the, the trips, and this is a, they're mainly road trip uh, novels, and uh, so I'll visit various areas, um, and uh, you know this one starts up in the Panhandle, and and then comes down into the peninsula, and so I was, um, and one of the things is just hitting small towns, you know, shunning the interstate, and so I was going along, and I looked at the route, and I wanted to find things I could point out to the readers. Cause in addition to my guy being, you know, highly intelligent, borderline genius, criminally insane. And, and he, he basically you know, has lack of impulse control when he, when he comes across these jerks. They also like is encyclopedic about Florida and he just, he has this childlike enthusiasm. So he goes and visits along the way, you know, he, he's near Greenville. So he goes, Oh, I gotta go. To, I gotta go to this place. And so he drags his friend and, and they, they go visit the childhood home of Ray Charles, and then they go visit the uh, the Ray Charles statue in the uh, town square. And then they head on again, and they go uh, in the east to the Swanee River, and there's this music park where it's in, this is really true, it's, it's out in the middle of nowhere, and it's in, you know, kind of, uh, you know, deep south redneck part of North Florida near, near the Georgia line. And there's this music park, though, where a few times a year, all these, like, flower children congregate in gigantic masses and pitch tents for, like, a three-day kind of a mini Woodstock concert. So I went and attended one of those and then and then turned south and made, you know, various Tom Petty pilgrimages to various things, you know, places that he was associated with in, in, uh, in the Gainesville area and, and, and on and on. Okay. <laughs> Strange location after strange location. Yeah. Well, the, fortunately, you're in Florida, so uh, you've got a plethora to choose from. Uh, you'll never run out. Well, Tim Dorsey, thank you very much for talking to me today, and I recommend people go to the Baxley Library on March 1st, where you'll be signing copies of Coconut Cowboy, the 19th novel in your Surge Storm uh, sequential killer series. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. Be creative.